listen up. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Go on and put on them shades because we about to shine, baby. Success ain't easy and you surely don't have all the answers. So we're going to help you stretch past your limits. You know how powerful you are. Build a strong network. You are a part of a community. Dominate your genius. Today is your day. And knock your goals out of the park. You are the heartbeat of your destiny. Let's work together versus you doing too much by yourself. You define your own success. You're a boss. And this is the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. I am your host, mindset, and success coach, Angel Rally, and Destiny Seekers. Yo! I am so excited about today's guest. You know that we are continuing our series of interviews with, you know, the co-authors of the Amazon International best-selling book, um, the um, Success Chronicles, Volume 1, You Define Your Own Success. So this is another interview with someone I actually know in real life, guys. <laughs> like, this is great. This is not an, a Facebook friend or, you know, just someone who has met me throughout this um, as we were promoting the project. But this is someone that I have known for very well over 20 years. Um, we went to college together, and it was such an honor um, to have her as a part of this project. So let me go ahead and go read her bio and then introduce you guys to this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman and understand why she is an Amazon International best-selling author for Success Chronicles Volume 1, You Define Your Own Success. So Beverly Renee Sanders is founder and CEO of Thrive Community Service Incorporated and Breaking the Silence, LLC. She is a curator of the Breaking the Silence Conference, an event that has blossomed into an annual conference hosted every year since its inception. Each year, the conference participants experience trainings and workshops to help aid and restore those who have been broken from life trials and tribulations. Beverly is also the co-founder of a weekly tea time support group that started in 2013. She is a care coordinator for the Mount Lebanon Baptist Church Virtual Health Ministry through the Leadership Council of Healthy Communities and serves as the youth and young adult pastor of the Cedars of Lebanon Youth and Young Adult Ministry at the Mount Lebanon Baptist Church. Beverly holds a BA in psychology from West Virginia Wesleyan College. She is a graduate of the DeVos Urban Leadership Initiative, an ordained reverend, a certified life coach, and a mental health first aider for youth and adults. Beverly is a native Washingtonian and an alumni of the award-winning Eastern High School Choir. She has over 30 years of counseling, mentoring, teaching, and supporting youth and families in the D.C. area. Beverly has developed and implemented programs, events, and activities that have helped people heal from the inside out. Her prayer and her mission are to heal a hurting generation by creating an environment for life change. Rev Bev, welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Hello, hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, now you know I'm going to have to go ahead and, and talk about you in your face for a second. Award-winning Eastern High School Choir. Seriously, what uh, award yes. you win? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. We won the – well, we've won a lot of awards, but the main one, the first one that they did wore – when was when they went to Vienna, Austria, in uh, 1989, that choir went overseas to Vienna, and they won. They won first place. They were there was this inner city um, choir all the way over um, in Europe, and they um, they 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 knocked them out of the box with their their sound and their music. And so 
we've always had that style in the music. So for, as far as I can remember, and I know, every contest that we've been in or choir contest, we've always won. So, yeah, we are the award-winning Eastern High School Choir. Yes, we are, man. We are the pride of Capitol Hill. Okay, so first and foremost, that was 1989. This is 2021. And <laughs> but we still are award-winning. We will always be the award-winning Eastern High School Choir. No and, doubt about that. And, and secondly, this whole pride of Capitol Hill has truly gone to your head, um, you know, because there's nothing better than, you know, the Tower of Power, which is now this okay. beautiful well, not a tower of excellence. So. <laughs> we are the pride of Capitol Hill. It says that on our marquee. It says pride of Capitol Hill. Okay. Well, it said on yeah. our marquee, the Tower of Power. So, you know, there's so much power in this community here of Washington, D.C., inner city, because we the bomb.com and doing great things uh, as adults. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to wrap it up there because our Destiny Secrets already understand that little rivalry our high schools had here in the D.C. area. Um, and we all know. The best is, um, you know, in Ward 7, but, you know, we'll just go ahead and we'll just um, end that right there. Okay. <laughs> I'm so shady. I'm so shady. Yeah, okay, okay. You know, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, okay. So, so shady. But, oh, my gosh, Beverly, you know, besides, I mean, you are very talented. Um, we actually went to college together, as I shared earlier yeah. with the Destiny Seekers, and, I've known you since then, and, you know, I mean, wow, for you to say 30 years of counseling, mentoring, teaching, and supporting, I know you've added some college years into that, because um, I don't think we, we you know, you're, you're um, we're not that far apart from each other, but I'm not sure we hit 30 yet, but not far, not far, though. Not no, far, no, 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 we haven't hit 30 yet, no, because my 30-year uh, reunion for high school will be next year, so, yeah, we haven't reached. Haven't reached the third. I haven't reached the thirty of, of college yet, but I'm nearing the thirty of high school. Yes. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Where has the time gone? Like we're talking about. I know. Oh Lord! All right, so let's go ahead and let's just change the topic there because I really do think I'm 25, and just like you, we are 20 fine. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And fabulous. Fine and fabulous. 25 and yes. fabulous. And yes. Plus, yes. plus. And I put the plus on there because we can add so many other flattering adjectives after it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so I absolutely um, love that, you know, we, we stay connected on social media. I love the fact that when the Success Chronicle had a call for authors and you know we connected and I, I just thank you so much for seeing the value in this project and you know all the accolades that are coming along God has truly put his natural uh, I mean his supernatural on our natural so to have mm -hmm. you know Rev Bev up here on um, the Chronicles of Doing Too Much is truly a blessing so tell us just a little bit about what you do as a mental health first aider like exactly what is that and what are like some of your key takeaways in that role well a mental health first aider is actually like it's like um when you're certified uh, for first aid and cpr so you know when you're when you're certified for first aid and cpr you know you kind of are able to, of course, perform CPR on an individual that may, you know, may, that may pass out or something like that, or um, somebody might have some type of, you know, some type of injury or, you know, those type of things. So you know how to, you know, you know the, you know the base, you learn the basics of, you know, caring for a person will when you're that first line of first aid that they may need at that, that point, especially, you know, if you're there and you have to administer CPR. Being a mental aid, a mental health first aider is being able to, it just, it doesn't make you a licensed counselor or anything like that. It just makes you be able to identify some things like um, maybe like when a person is having a panic attack or, you know, those type of things or having a mental health, you know, outbreak, you know, how to kind of 
um, kind of calm that person down, you know, and do, you know, do the things that, you know, that we learn in, be, you know, being able to identify, identify, but not diagnose an issue, you know, saying like if a person may be having, showing signs of depression or something like that, you know, saying not our job to diagnose them, but being able to identify that and know how to react and how to help that person right there and where they are to de-escalate the situation, you know, and those type of things. So that's basically what, you know, a mental health aid, uh, first aider um, does. You know, I haven't had to have to use it yet, but it's a great tool to have. And uh, when I first heard about it, I was just like, oh, well, that's interesting, you know, because I had never heard about being a mental hate, mental, mental health first aider, you know, saying, and being able to provide that type of service and know, you know, when to, you know, when to act or when to react, you know, when an individual is, you know, maybe having a meltdown or, you know, um, experiencing a panic attack or, you know, showing signs of depression or some, you know, those type of things and, you know, what to do in those, in those types of situations. So, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's just something that I have that's under my belt, you know, you know, daytime, I'm a, I'm a case manager. I do adult services for young, for, um, for families. Um, and I help provide people with resources um, to help them get connected with, like, food or um, mental health counseling, medical needs, housing, you know, those types of things are what I do on a daily um, basis. But, you know, I do a lot. So. Wow. Well, well, I'm gonna call I, I do a lot yeah, <laughs> on a I, daily I basis. See, I, I see. And I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you the plug. Okay, Rev. Okay, yeah, okay. plug. The plug. All right. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> you know, yes. So, yep. you know, here in the D.C. area, in the Washington D.C. area, you and Rev. Bev is the plug. She's a case manager connecting adults to critical resources. You know, she is a, a leader, um, the leader of the youth, and so many more at her church. And she just broke down what a mental health first aider is, which I just know has resonated with so many of our destiny seekers because the mental health and self-care space is um, the this, this space um, that so many of our guests um, are, are in. So this is the first time you are first, I mean, I mean, Destiny Seekers, every time you look, we drop in something the first right here on the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. So this is the first that we've heard of it, and I'm certain that people are going to connect with you more to understand the process of, you know, becoming a mental health first aider. But on that note, and just how I, I laid out your credentials, you know, you are an ordained reverend, and, you know, Rev. Bev, that's what we all know you as, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. Like, we know it's Beverly, but it's Rev. Bev because, you know, mm -hmm. you are the bomb.com. And in having that element and training in psychology and mental health and then being in church leadership, what advice um, do you have for Christians or who still kind of shy away from protecting their mental health? Well, uh, mental health and ministry is a big thing for me. I actually do a workshop, you know, on that. And um, I've been doing youth ministry for 32 years. I started doing youth ministry when I was 16, actually, when I was in high school. And um, the benefit of being a person in the mental health field is being able to provide those types of um, activities and just experiences for youth and young adults to help them with depression and those types of things. But, you know, in ministry, I look at it as when a person goes to a doctor, you know, a, you know, if God gives a doctor with the knowledge to help heal people physically, then he gifts this psychiatrist, he gifts mentors, he gifts, um, psychologists and counselors with the ability to help you mentally, you know, because sometimes we cannot do things all on our own, and that's what we love to do. We love to try to figure everything out on our own, even without the help of God in doing so, because we have that fear of judgment. We have that fear of retribution, you know, saying we think that we can handle things on our own, and then we don't need anybody else's help, you know. And 
God is like, you do need some help. You know, saying you need my help, but you also need some help of some other people around you that can um, help you along the way. So I have this thing called Hoop Circle where I encourage people to um, to get that list of five to eight people that you have around you and that they're the closest to you. And when you find those people, then you write down why those people are closest to you. And you use that as your hoop list. You know, if you got that friend that you have that's your prayer warrior and that you know that whenever you have a problem and you cannot pray for yourself sometimes, you have that friend that you can call or that friend that you have that can, you know, kind of give you that extra accountability that you need and uh, doing that and not and um, being able to, to reach out to those people around you. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I started breaking the silence, breaking the silence, because the silence in church, there's, there's too much of it, and it needs to be broken, you know, because we go to church every Sunday and we, we sing, we worship, we pray, and then people still go home broken. You know, saying they still go home um, needing, still feeling kind of lost, you know, things, still dealing with the mental health issues, still living and dealing with the abuser that's still in their house and those types of things, but not being able to be at a place where they can just break that silence and say, hey, you know what, I'm not okay. You know, I'm tired sometimes, or doing what I do is overwhelming, but I keep doing it because that's the job. You know, saying that's the ministry, that's my calling, you know. And so um, just, you know, encouraging people, especially in ministry, to take that time for yourself. Because if you don't, because you can't, you can't pour out an empty cup. That's what I would say. You cannot pour out of empty cup. Right. And a lot of times, I mean, like you said so eloquently, is that a lot of times that can happen in ministry. Um, and it's not just because you're pouring and pouring and pouring. It's because you're holding so much in that you need to let out and trying to mm-hmm. deal with things. Oh, well, I don't see this in the Bible or, you know, whatever. And I love how you say that, you know, we don't even allow God to be in control. We're, we're trying mm-hmm. so much or so hard to, you know, I, I can break this. I don't need a counselor. That that's not that's not Christian. Like Christians don't go to counselors. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're like the same way. God bless a medical doctor with the medical knowledge is to help us. Is the same way. Mm-hmm. God bless the therapist, the mental health professionals, the psychologist, the psychiatrist with the the self care knowledge, the, the the mental stability, the mental you know um. Uh, healthiness, the lifeline, the mental health lifeline knowledge to help us. So, who girl, well, we're going to go to a, go to the break. We're going to come back, talk about your chapter, but I definitely want to get back into this space of talking about, you know, the Breaking the Silence conference, your um, workshop for mental health and ministry and other things that you have going on. But I want to bring people into the chapter, your chapter in Success Chronicles Volume 1, and truly understand why you and the other, uh, other 11 co-authors are Amazon International best-selling authors. So Destiny Seekers, hang tight. We'll be right back. Congratulations, Coach Angel Riley, host of the Chronicles of Doing Too Much, on the successful release of the collaborative book, The Success Chronicles, Volume 1. You define your own success. More than 230 books sold in less than 12 hours. Also achieving Amazon bestseller and hot new release titles in a total of 16 categories, including Amazon International Bestseller. Blowing up the spot, dropping a billboard in Atlanta, and so much more to come. You're a boss. The Total Entertainment Radio family and Destiny Secret community commend you and your co-authors for a job well done. To secure your chapter in the Success Chronicles Volume 2, email success to angel at coachangelriley.com. You know what you're listening to, right? You're listening to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much with Coach Angel Riley. Welcome back. 
Chronicles of Doing Too Much. We are chatting with Rev Bev, Amazon <laughs> International best-selling author, one of my fabulous co-authors of the Chronicles. Uh, um, the Chron- See, this is when you use the same words. I've messed up, and every one of these episodes over this special series, I have been saying the Chronicles are doing too much, when our book is the um, Success Chronicles, Volume 1, You Define Your Own Success. So, oh, my gosh. Now, Rather Bev, let me tell you something. I have laid out a new introduction for all of us in our book and the amazing amount of success that we have um, accomplished with the release of our book. So I'm going to ask you to give us the name of your chapter and to give us a summary, but first let me do our introduction of who we are with Success Chronicles. Is that okay with you? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Well, Destiny Seekers, we are about to hear from Amazon International best-selling authors hit the bestseller list in 16 categories on Amazon, knocked past the Sarah Jake Roberts out the number one spot for um, number one Christian professional growth, came out as the number one best-selling new release and all of that accomplished within 12 hours, sold way more than 200 books on the release weekend of our e-book. Ladies and gentlemen, destiny seekers, everyone who are ready to meet phenomenal women, powerful women, women, true, strong women of God, I introduce to you Rev Bev. You like the introduction? Yes, I do. It's a statue. It's a statue. Yes. Yes, that's what happens when God puts his supernatural on our natural. And that is truly what has happened with our book. Amen. So if you can go ahead, give us the title of your chapter and just a 60-second overview of what your chapter is about. Uh, My chapter in the book is called Breakthrough. And um, Breakthrough is about doing too much and only focusing on, you know, for me, the ministry side of my life and doing the great work that God had called me to do, but in that process, suffering. So while Rev Bev was striving and Doing the work and doing the job, Beverly was on the back burner. You know, Beverly was non-existent because Rev Bev was at the forefront. Rev Bev was doing everything on the outside, but Beverly on the inside was suffering. She was dealing with pain. She was dealing with loss. She was dealing with those things. And breakthrough is about finding balance and learning that you cannot just focus on one side of you. You have to focus on the whole person and the whole person as a whole. And that in ministry, you are a whole person, a whole person, whole person. And walking in your purpose meaning means that you're walking in your calling as well as doing your due diligence in making sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. So that breakthrough was I needed the breakthrough because I needed to not just focus on Rev Bev all the time, but realize that Beverly was suffering on the inside. Whew. Girl, I read your chapter. It is the bomb.com. You know, several destiny seekers um, have the ebook. Um, how can we all connect with you to get an autographed copy of the book directly from you? So how can we connect with you on social media um, or whatever? How are we able to connect with you? Well, I have a couple pages on social media. I have my own personal page that, you, of course, you can um, connect with me there, uh, Beverly Arthur Anders on, on Facebook. I also, my nonprofit is Thrive Community Service. I have a 
of that page on there. And then I also have a Breaking the Silence page on um, Facebook as well. So those are three pages that I have on Facebook. You can like those pages. You can follow me on them and um, just inbox me, get in contact with me. I do have a number that people can call me um, as being that club person <laughs> that gets you connected to whatever type of resources that you need. Um, and then I, w I can give you guys that number as well if you need to get in contact with me um, in, in that in that matter. Right. So that number, if, you, if you're ready for it, I can yeah, give it ahead. to you now. Yeah, go ahead. the number. Get, no, okay, that now, number. But before you give it, let me do a disclaimer. Now, gentlemen, we know Rev Bev is fine and fly, but this is a resource number because she's the plug, all yes. right? So don't be calling it's a her. Thing. Yes. Don't be trying to call exactly. her to get a date, all right? Okay, you know, for real. Uh, it's just, it's not even my personal number, so exactly. <laughs> right. Don't be trying to call, trying to get your Mac on. All right, go ahead. Yes, Let's get exactly. a number. We got that out there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Um, that number is 202-765-1435. You can call that number um, from 9 to 7, Monday through Friday. So give it to us one more time just in case someone missed one of those numbers. 202-765-1435. All right. See, that's what the plug does. The plug says, I'm going to give you three ways to connect with me because I have very tailored ways to connect with you. I'm going to give you a phone number that I'm dropping. So if you need resources for, you know, various areas in your life, for your personal life, um, you know, whether, what did you say, groceries and, and, and housing and stuff like that, I'm going to give you the yes. number, drop all of that, and... You know, she's saying, I'm an Amazon International best-selling author because I've also experienced this. I can connect yes. with you. You mm -hmm. know, things were fabulous on the outside, and I was doing what I was called to do, but I wasn't whole. I wasn't complete. Mm -hmm. And there was a part of work walking in my purpose that mm -hmm. I needed to tend to. So, girl. I, I love it. Did I wrap that up? Did I summarize that enough and well enough for you? Yes, you did, ma'am. Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> good. Man, and, and man. good, good, good. I'm paying attention here. You know, I mean, I, I, I absolutely love it. And, um, Red Bev, you don't understand that. Um, and, and you may, and no one really knows the story. Like everyone knows that the Chronicles of Doing Too Much first came out on internet radio in 2019. Everyone knows that, you know, I started the concept in uh, publicly in 2018 where I started on Facebook and did it through direct sales and then tried to move it around to different platforms. But the whole idea of the, the title and what it all came about, it actually was in 2016. And Ooh. in 2016 is when the Chronicles of Doing Too Much, actually the word came together. And I didn't know how I was going to put things out or anything because I, I connect with you so much when you talk about um, being who I am for everyone else. Mm. But mm -hmm. in myself, it, it was non-existent. You know, it was like, it was at a point at the life when the Chronicles came, I really didn't know who Angel was. All mm -hmm. I know is who Angel has to be for Rev Bev, who Angel has to be for a husband, who Angel has to be as a professional, who Angel has to be as a sister, you know, who Angel has to be in the church. I, I didn't know. I was, I only knew how to be mm -hmm. who each and every other person needed me to be other than myself. And, you know, people would tease me, you know, my friends, and they would say, girl, you always doing too much. Oh, you always doing too much. And that's how it all came. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing too much. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. You do, exactly. Yeah, that's what, and that's what we learn, and that's what we're taught, that we're doing what we're supposed to do, and we're supposed to be doing that for everybody else but ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
absolutely, you know, and it, you know, and I thank God, you know, for just holding me and, and really showing, you know, showing me what he put inside of me because, you know, I went through depression. I went through, you know, questioning everything like, oh, my God, I went through a a, a the time of embarrassment, like, oh, my God, I feel like such an idiot. Did everybody, like, see, I felt like a fraud. I went through a whole thing mm-hmm. of, like, imposter syndrome. And mm-hmm. it was just like, and, and it was none of that. And God God said to me, he was like, no, honey, I, you had to go through this so you're able to connect with others and mm-hmm. know how to take care of the gift that I have given you. And so. Mm-hmm. I love how you talk about putting yourself first is not selfish. It's it's necessary. So go ahead and and give us a little bit of insight around the importance of putting ourselves first. It's it's so important because, like I said a few minutes ago, is that we're taught to do everything and be everything for everybody. So then, you know, you're you're this for this person. You're this for that person. You're you're this minister here. You're you're you know you're the husband. You're the wife. You're the you're the daughter. You're the cousin. You're the niece. You're the grandma. You're all these things for everybody. But then who are you without your title? You know you know who are you without the title of mom? Who are you without the title of Rev Dad or or Dad or husband? You know without those titles, who are you as a person? And a lot of people don't understand that and so a lot of people don't ever grasp that and able to tell you who they are if they didn't have any of that stuff if they didn't have those things who would they be because you know that's what drives them it's doing things for other people but then when you think about who are you that you know that you a person of self-worth you know saying that you are a person that is just important to everybody else so I always tell people you know Love yourself just a little bit more than you love everybody else. Just a teeny bit more than you love everybody else because you love everybody. You give everybody all of this, all of you, and then you save yourself maybe, if you're lucky, 10% because you give 90 to everybody else. So if you think about if you give 90% of who you are to everybody and save 10% for yourself, you only probably have 7% of that because that other 3%, you save it for God. And so then that's when you really don't know who you are because, you know, God is only that 3% in your life there, mm. you know. And you don't have uh, – and so then you're not, walking in, you're not walking in your purpose or you think you're walking in your purpose because, you know – you're doing everything for everybody. You know, say, I used to think that being able to tell people how busy I am showed how important I was. That don't mean nothing. If you're lost and you're broken on the inside, it does not mean anything, especially if you don't know who you are. And I would tell young people all the time, it doesn't matter how much I believe in you. The key is that you believe in yourself and who you are. So that's what you have to know. Your title as a mother does not define you. Your your title as a dad does not define you. Your title as a pastor does not define you. But because before you have all of those, you have Bethlehem. You have angel. You know, saying you have who God created you to be. You know, He created you to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, He created you to be all that He called you to do, all that He predestined to you to do. Without, so you could do all those things that God created you to do without having all those titles because you don't really need them to do what God needs you to do with them. And then God sometimes don't need you to do what it is that you're doing because he could use somebody else or he could do it himself. But then it's a blessing in the call that he gives you and that he places on your life to use you as a vessel to be able to make the impact that you're making on the people around you. Come through, break through. I mean, pick up that mic up off the floor because you dropped it. And let me tell you something, Rev Bev. God put those words in your mouth because you laid it 
out for us. Honey, you would think that we are looking at each other face to face right now because I got my hand going. And as you're talking, I had to even stand up in agreement for you. You better say that. We are doing so much for so many other people. We're not serving ourselves well, and we definitely are not having that relationship like we should with God. And he's going yes. to sit. They're going to sit you down. He's going to sit. Mm. Yes. Sir. You, you see, you see it. Do you see that? I'm throwing, I'm throwing a white handkerchief at you. Do you, you see that, girl? You better say it. I'm oh. waving it myself. <laughs> I know that's right. Girl. To God be the glory. Yes, yes, Thank yes, you. yes. Thank you. That's yes. what we do here yes. on the Chronicles. I tell you. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you. What did I say? Twenty-five fine, fabulous, and yes, fearfully yes, yes. made right up in here, I tell yes, you yes. guys. Woo! At this book, at <laughs> this book, they'll tell you guys, just to having this series of authors, co-authors being featured over these past few weeks, and as we are coming up towards the end of our series, I mean, guys, if you have not copped your copy of Success Chronicles Volume 1, you define your own success, you definitely want to pick it up more um, specifically. Get an autographed copy from Rev Bev. So, Beverly, tell us one more time how everyone can connect with you. Uh, You can connect with me on Facebook. Beverly R. Sanders, I have a face, that's my personal Facebook page. You can connect with me on um, Breaking the Silence, um, on um, the one in Washington, D.C., because there, there are several other Breaking the Silence, but the one in Washington, D.C., and you can connect with me through Thrive Community Service, which is another one of my organizations that I have via Facebook. And I, I forgot about my Instagram. I also have, you can find me on Instagram as well. So I'm Beverly Sanders on I'm Rev Bev, I think, on Instagram. And then, of course, uh, we have um, Thrive Community Service on um, those pages as well. And if, you know, if all else fails, you can always find me on the Mount Lebanon Baptist Church um, page. You can contact me on that page, too. Or if you need that, if you need that help, if you need that resource, if you need just to say, you know what, I just need somebody to talk to, you know. Um, you can call me at 202-765, you know, 1435. You can just jump in on our tea time groups that we have on Thursdays if you want, if you just need to get some wisdom or give some wisdom, you know, so those um, avenues, you can definitely reach me on those. Bev, you the plug, honey. You are the plug for real. Well, <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear more about all of your coaching services, um, you know, more about your conference. I don't know if you have a, a date planned for it yet. Um, you know, tell us more about tea time. I mean, just wherever. So we're going to take a break. Come back. Destiny Seekers. Yo, I am so enjoying this interview. I know you guys are. Rev Bev has like dropped the mic. She got us throwing the white handkerchief at her. She got us standing up in agreement. And I mean, I tell you, see, this is what happens when powerhouses say we're going to get together and write a book. And they came together and wrote it and coming out. And this is why we see the success that we have seen with this project. So, Destiny Seekers, grab your water because I know you need a bit of a break because some of you guys might have started running. You know how we got to do. We got to run when it comes heavy <laughs> like that. Yeah. Get your water. You know, get the little glistening off the top of your head, and then we're going to come right on back so Red Bev can, you know, go ahead and drop that mic on us one more time. We'll be right back. Word on the Street is one of the hottest new daytime talk radio shows on the internet is the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Mindset and success coach Angel Riley plays no games and holds nothing back. Success ain't easy and you surely don't have all the answers. The Chronicles of Doing Too Much is a show about stretching past your limits, building a strong network, dominating your brilliance, and knocking your goals out of the park. Our guests are business owners, authors, coaches, 
corporate executives, activists, nonprofit leaders, and those who are simply slaying all day, every day. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Total Entertainment Radio for your weekly dose of inspiration, laughter, and resources to help you elevate to the next level. It's a whole vibe, and the energy is the bomb. No worries. If you missed the live broadcast, catch the replay on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. Interested in being a guest or sponsorship opportunities, go to www.thechroniclesofdoingtoomuch.com. You're a boss and a heartbeat of your destiny. Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Follow Coach Riley on all platforms at Coach Angel Riley. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Girl, all of this, all of this interview that's all i gotta say i don't even want to summarize i just have to say all of it all of it (laughs) (laughs) so since since i can't even summarize right now because i mean you just you just brought it you know tell us more about you know breaking the silence um you you had you referenced tea time and i know you also have self-care kits and tips and you're a coach just like I am. You're a life coach. So, you know, it sounds like a lot, but it's all related. So just kind of give us a little bit more information about those things. Okay. Well, uh, breaking the silence first is a, um, it's a, it's a thing that I started a few years ago. I used to teach, I used to run a teen pregnancy prevention program at my church. And, um, I realized is teaching that running that mentoring program with those young ladies, and we had women in the church that were mentors, I realized that we had too many people that were silent, you know, in the church. So here we are teaching this pregnancy prevention program in a church, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we kind of are, you know, sugarcoating, having conversations about sex and having conversations about relationships and, you know, things like that. So, uh so the Lord was just, you know, just showing me that, you know, sometimes you got to have those real conversations with these young men, you know. You know, of course you have a curriculum, but you have to have, you got to be real with them. And so then that's where that concept of breaking the silence came from. It was like, you know, there there were women at the time, which there still are, you know, that were, um, that are in your churches that are uh, survivors of abuse, you know, uh, whether sexual or mental, emotional, but then, then they stay silent about, just even that part of that breakthrough in their lives, you know, that healing part of their lives, or that they experienced those things, or that you were a hot mess when you were out there dating when you were young, and, you know, all those types of things. So that's kind of how Breaking the Silence kind of started, but then it evolved into something much bigger than what I could have possibly imagined, you know. So I've done three conferences. Um, I started in 2017. And we were doing them annually pre-COVID. And, you know, breaking the silence became being about why people sit and they suffer in silence, you know. And it was for the overworked. It was for the tired. It was for the abused. It was for the survivors. It was just for people um, that just live in silence. We live in silence about everything that goes on in our lives. We wear a mask. You know, you're sick. And you maybe you get diagnosed with high blood pressure or you get diagnosed with, you know, diabetes or you get diagnosed with different things and you still don't tell people about it. You know what I'm saying? You don't do those things to help people or to at least have people in your life that can pray for you for these things that are popping up inside of you or popping up around you. So breaking the silence was about, you know, just breaking your silence. If you're tired, it's okay to be tired and it's okay to say that you're tired. You know, say if you're not okay, it's okay to say that you're not okay. If you want to say no, it's okay to say no and not feel about it. So um, breaking the silence became a movement for me. There's a part in breaking the silence called You Don't Know My Story. 
And so my cousin, that was her idea to do that segment in the conference was, you don't know my story, simply saying that you don't know what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with in my life. All you see is the smiley face that I give you every time you see me at church or every time you see me at work. Um, so this same cousin, um, four months after the very first Breaking the Silence conference committed suicide. So after that, that made Breaking the Silence a much more stronger movement for me to see that my sister, cousin, you know, because we grew up together, we were, you know, she was like the older sister. I was like the middle one and my sister was like the younger. And to be that close to someone and then to be in the field that I am in and to be that close to someone that commits suicide and realizing that people suffer and they live in silence and don't tell people that they're depressed. They don't tell people that they're dealing with, you know, that silence and that those things on the inside because they fear that they're going to be judged. They fear that once they think that we you could do it on your own and that nobody understands you and that nobody can help you. So then that's how Breaking the Silence came about. So there are, we do different, I have speakers, licensed therapists or counselors and ministers and preachers that come and do different workshops um, within the Breaking the Silence conference to give people an opportunity to let go of things, release things, and to learn um, you know, some different things. So that's really how Breaking the Silence came about. But then with the death of my cousin, this made the movement of Breaking the Silence much more greater for me. Yeah. Oh, girl. Well, I, I am, mm, I, I could feel that. Um, and I can understand the pain that you went through, but just, my God, you know, how personal that was when she added that to the conference and like you say, mm-hmm. how much more impactful that it is. And I love how you say it's okay not to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes we just can't articulate really what we are feeling or, or how mm-hmm. we feel. And, yeah. and at least I know for myself, I would, if I can't articulate it, I, I won't say anything because I don't know how mm-hmm. to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not having that safe place or that safe space to say, I know something is wrong, but I'm not really sure what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I know something is is wrong. Like I know this isn't right. I I, I know, you know, I I, I know this this overwhelming tired or, or this exhaustion that I'm feeling mm-hmm. like like I know that's not right and there's no reason for me to feel like this but like mm-hmm. I know that's not I know something's not right or you know that the voices in my head that I see something and I, in my head I'm taking it and re reevaluating reliving it but not reliving mm-hmm. it and positive but reliving it as girl you sound so stupid saying that oh my god mm-hmm. they don't believe you you are such mm-hmm. and all of this stuff and it was a thing of i know that's not right i know that's not of mm-hmm. god but i don't know how to say it or like you said i'm too embarrassed yeah to say it yeah exactly and then not only are you too embarrassed to say it to people you're too embarrassed to say it to god but he already knows mm-hmm. yeah he already knows but then you asked me about the tea time group. So then that's where the tea time group helped me. The tea time group, we started that back. I started that with my friend, my sister friend, Natasha Gates, um, years ago, uh, back in 2013. And we just simply started meeting at her house. And we would just talk about um, just whatever we were going through, whatever we were dealing with. So, you know, when I went through that tragedy, tragedy in my life with my cousin committing suicide, I had that tea time group where that's where I went and I talked about how I felt about it. I talked about just the whole, you know, thing. So it helped me deal with it in that, you know, in that realm and in that process. So it was, it was a healing, it was healing for me 
you know. And so we've been going, tea time, our tea time support group has been running now virtually um, for like for the last nine years. And it's just like, it's kind of breaking the silence uncut. You know, it's, it's, it's raw, it's, it's authentic, you know, it is just transparent. And that's where we, we sit in that group and we say woman log or when we just tired or when we just really dealing with stuff. And then that's where you can just be yourself and give the wisdom and get wisdom, get get knowledge and get get and give knowledge while while we're in that group. And so we've ran a, it's been a different group every year with different people in it that have come and cycled through um, you know, that year. So next year, November of next year will be our tenth year and um and starting that, that T Time support group. Our our vision is to have people do those groups in their house, get around your, we get together with our sisters, we get together with our friends, and we're always sitting around gossiping and talking about nothing, you know, or watching movies or just drinking wine or whatever, you know, and things like that. How, why can't we just come together and just talk about real life stuff and get wisdom and get support from one another inside of that group? You should not have a group of people that meet and see each other all the time. You party together, you drink together, and then somebody in your group commit suicide. Mm. How do you have that when you have a group of 10 friends that see each other all the time? Oh, girl. Oh, mm. wow. I mean, but that's, that's, that's true. I mean, that's, that's real talk right there. That's mm-hmm. real talk. But, yeah. it, but it, yeah. it, it's the truth. It has happened so many times. You know, yeah. the thing of, what? What did I just hear? We were mm-hmm. just having dinner last night. Or yeah. we just mm-hmm. had brunch on Sunday. Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Oh God. Oh God. So we know you have some self care kits and tips, and um, you have life coaching services. So um, you want to tell us really quickly how we, um, you know, what you have there in those offerings, um, and. You know, I think you can share again how to connect with you. That way, everyone, you know, because we already know you're the plug, but you're in the plug for <laughs> so many things. So many things. You are. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to name this episode Rev Bev the Plug. I mean, <laughs> yes, you, yes, are yes. you are showing yes. us um, just with your wisdom and your knowledge. So tell us about the self-care kit and tips and your life coaching. Well, I'm I'm just starting out in uh you know in the life coaching business, but of course I've been doing life coaching all my life, you know, and counseling people all the time, and just been doing it for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So right. I, I know the um, feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just starting out doing that, and um, I'm starting with a self care system that I'm I'm still working on and putting together, and that is a one year um system that takes you through. Every month are different habits that you focus on, like, you know, like getting better sleep. You know, you work on that for a whole month. You work on nutrition for a whole month. You work on um, exercise, you know, for a whole month, you know, just those different types of habits. Because in order to break a habit, you've got to be or, or to, to create a new one, you have to do it for at least 21 days. So, you know, spending that time every month on a different healthy habit to help you practice self-care, to get into the practice of it. Because I think one of the, one of the reasons why we, um, we don't do well when it comes to self-care is just that we try to do too much when it comes to self-care. And we try to change too many things at one time when maybe we just need to take it step by step. You know, say, Take a year to actually just focus on it because we want a quick fix in everything. We want, we want to be able to do this in a month. We want to be able to lose that weight in six, in three months or six months or whatever and things like that. When you need sometimes that system, you need that, 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 um, um, those tools to help you day by day, week by week. So as a part of the self-care system, there are monthly trackers that helps you practice different things every week, every every day, you know, to get that habit um, under control, to start practicing healthy sleeping habits, you know, like starting to wind down 
at a, a, a reasonable time that fits for you, not fits for Lisa over here or Keisha over there, but that will fit for Beverly, you know, and what those what that looks like for you and helping people go through that uh, that process, you know. Um, some of the things that I'm going to offer, be offering with the book or, you know, candle, candles and journals and um, probably some mugs, they will say, you know, self-care is not selfish, it's, a, it's essential. And that not only that self-care, it's not selfish, it's necessary. And reminding people that taking time to just light that candle, just sit, and if you have to do some deep breathing or some meditation or just journal, you know, practicing self-care on a daily basis and then putting that, those things into practice daily um, will help you be able to um, uh, to be to be successful in that self-care journey that you're creating for yourself. So, yeah, so that's, that's the key thing that I will be starting doing with that life coaching, even though um, some of my life coaching will be geared toward youth and young adults, helping them, you know, with their guidance in their life. But right now the focus is on self-care. And um, having that life care system package for you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know that is definitely something with my um, one-on-one clients that I do with writing things down and having those candles. I have candles myself, so I definitely love everything about that. <laughs> everything, everything. So, whew. well, Beverly, I'm so happy to have you on the show today and hear all of the fabulous things that you're doing and break through, honey. I mean, we started out from the beginning before you even shared the name of your chapter and what your chapter was about. We started the interview just talking about that breakthrough. You have a very powerful chapter in the book, um, connecting and can resonate with so many and, uh, honey, just what we discussed today lets me know why you are a powerhouse and humbles me so much that you agreed and accepted the invite to be a part of our book. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. So I'm going to put you in the high thank seat. You. Oh, no. Thank you. Okay. It's, it's, All right. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a mutual right. thing. We're thanking each other mutually, but I'm okay. still gonna put you in a hot seat. So don't try to flatter me, okay? You're going in okay. the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. You know. You know. Come on, girl. Ready. Be also ready. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. You gonna be ready? All right. Let's see. We're gonna see how ready you are. We're gonna just see okay. about that. Let's so do this. With the hot. Just say bring it. Destiny Seekers, why do these guests come on here talking mad trash? Bring it. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared of that hot seat, girl. Bring it. Bring it. I got this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so we have four themed days that are popular on um, our social media sites. It's Manifestation Monday, Faith Walk Tuesday, Wisdom Wednesday, and Thankful Thursday. So we are going to go through and ask you to contribute even more knowledge and wisdom and all these mic drops that you have been doing, doing um, during this interview here for our days, our theme days. Do know that okay. I steal. I will steal your stuff. But I will give okay. you proper credit. So just understand. So it's not a feeling if I'm telling you ain't going to credit you, but I do, mm. I do still. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Manifestation Monday. What is one of your favorite affirmations? I am worthy and I am capable. Ooh, I love that. I am worthy. I am capable. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, I love it. Okay, Faith Walk Tuesday. What is one of your favorite scriptures, songs, or quotes that get you hyped up when you need encouragement? Um, I get, my favorite scripture would be uh, when he says. Uh, in I think it's John ten ten that that no mm -mm, that's not it. Well, well John ten ten is that um, 
that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. But my my favorite go through one is his promise that he said that he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or even think according to the power that worketh within you. You have a great and wonderful power that work that he put in on the inside of you, but you gotta tap into it. You have to use that measure of faith that he has given you, that faith the size of a mustard seed and activate that power so that you will walk in your worthiness and you will walk and know that you are capable and that you are strong and that you are loved because you have a great and wonderful power that God has put in on the inside of you so that you, there are things that you have not even seen yet that's going to happen in your life. There are things that have, you will not even have heard yet, but he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could even ask because we act on the surface, you know, saying according to the power that works with you, there is a great and a wonderful power in you. Use it. Tap into it. Release it and let it go. Girl, you better come on this show and preach. I already know I'm pulling. This is a whole sound bite because I, you came and you just dropped it, girl. Oh, I wasn't even feeling down. But let me tell you, after you just brought that word, girl, you, oh my God, I'm about to get up and run in one second. I can't drop <laughs> this microphone, but I'm ready to run right now. Look. Reb, Bev, just, again, pick up that microphone off the floor because you just came in here, and in the midst of you preaching that word, you just said, I'm done, I'm out, and you just went ahead and dropped it. Girl! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Lordy, Lordy. All right, so we're going to go to, um, God, I got all off track with that. Okay, Wednesday, we on Wednesday. I'm like, what day we on? Like, you got, girl, you, oh, you know. You know how when God moves and you forget what you was going to do next? Like, that's exactly what you just did. Like, you just, whew, guys, let's get this back together. Let's wrap it in. Wrap it in. All right. Whew, Lord. Powerhouses. Powerhouses. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. So then we have um, Wisdom Wednesday. So um, what piece of advice will you give to your younger self? piece of advice that I will give my all be true to who you are. That's good. Be true to who you are and 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 know that you're worthy. Be true to who you are. Be true to who you are and know you are worthy. Mm -hmm. That's good. That is good. And then finally, um, thankful Thursday. What is one thing you are thankful for? I am, I'm thankful for life itself. I'm thankful for the life that I have and the calling that I have on my life. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Amen. Well, I am thankful for being able to accomplish what we've accomplished with the release of our book. I am thankful for you saying yes, and I am thankful, so, so thankful for all of the wisdom and knowledge and mic drop and stand up and run and throw the white handkerchief at you moment that we had (laughs) in this interview Oh, my God, Beverly Sanders, Rev, Bev, thank you so much for just having an outstanding, dynamic presence on the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Um, Do you have any final words that you want to share with our destiny seekers? Uh, Yeah, well, first I want to thank you, Angel. I I want to thank you for this great and wonderful opportunity. I, I, I thank you for the vision. Of that, of, of, of the book and casting it and, you know, and, you know, having, giving us the opportunity to share in this, this story. Cause I, you know, initially I wrote Breakthrough 10 years ago. 
It's when I actually wrote it. And just to come to this point, to be predestined for that, to be at this point, for it to be to be shared to those in you know around you. Um, but I do want to leave you guys with the you know just just remember who you are. You are worthy. You are strong, and you are capable. And most importantly, you are loved. You know that. You know, God will do, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will do exceedingly. He will do abundantly above all that you can ask according to the power that works within you. You have a great power on the inside of you. All those that list, are listening, life is what you make it. You make it. You make decisions. You make choices, but you also got to trust God. Seek him first in every and all that you do. He will never misguide you. He will never mislead you. He will never take you down a path that he has not prepared you to go down. As long as you go with him and walk with him and stay with him so that he can continue to do a great work in you, through you, and around you. Be blessed. Well, Destiny Seekers, the only thing I'm going to add as we close out is our tagline. You are the heartbeat of your destiny. And Rev Mm -hmm. Bev just laid it down exactly why that is a true statement. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Don't forget to hit that like button, drop a comment, and smash that subscribe. And make sure you keep the conversation going by connecting through social media at Coach Angel Riley on all platforms or visit CoachAngelRiley.com. Until next time, go be a boss.